The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. A developing situation uh, as we are chatting right now. I've been watching visuals of uh, rockets flying all over the Holy Land. Rockets, uh, shall we say, are being uh, counted by the Iron Dome system. Commercial jetliners flying along and uh, being threatened by these uh, rockets in the in the distance. People scurrying off the beach uh, with sirens going off. Uh, joining us now on the line, Rolin Marks, our correspondent from Israel. I don't mean to laugh in such a way, Rolin, but I'm just laughing at uh, I'm amazed at what's transpiring right now on day two of Operation Shield and Arrow. Rolin, I'm just going to hand it over to you. What is happening? And welcome to the show. Thank you, and then just in case uh, anyone's wondering, and if, they, if sirens here do go off, I am in my office, which is in my bomb shelter. Wow. Uh, so I will just stay put and try to carry on as calmly as possible. But yeah, a tense night last night for Israelis. You know, we were expecting reprisals uh, as Israel woke up to day two of Operation Shield and Arrow. Now, it was a very quiet night, but make no mistake, we know exactly who we are dealing with, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The IDF have said that Hamas have not entered the fray. They are keeping out of this. So this right now is solely a battle between the Israel Defense Forces and our security forces and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Just to remind listeners, PIJ is an internationally recognized terror organization and are prescribed by countries around the world. They are also an Iranian-sponsored proxy and have been responsible for the firing of rockets, including the over a 100 rockets fired at Israelis just two weeks ago, a double war crime because they are fired from within their civilian infrastructure into our civilian infrastructure, every single one of them, with the intention of killing as many Israelis as possible. Uh, as, of far, as of about 4 p.m., the IDF had said that uh, at least 270 rockets and mortars had been uh, um, launched at Israel. Israel, out of them, about 65 fell short in Gaza. Now, if you can think uh, in your mind's eye of the Gaza Strip, out of those 65, imagine how many innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip those could hurt or kill. Iron Dome has intercepted about 62 of the rockets. Some landed in open areas. Uh, some did get through our um, Iron Dome systems. One uh, directly hit a house in Sterot. Uh, we have no immediate report of injuries. And one fell onto the roof of a kindergarten in the Eshkol region. Thank goodness schools are closed because I would hate to imagine what the mm-hmm. situation uh, could have been like. So as of about lunchtime today, barrages of rockets fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel, starting with the south, gradually moving further north to Ashkelon and Ashdod. And then in the surrounds here, uh, Rishon Lezion, just down the road from me, Cholon, um, Gushdan, which is the Tel Aviv region, uh, and, and various others. Also, for the first time, we have used our David Sling, uh, also known as the Magic Wand. And let me tell you, it has been a Magic Wand. So for those of you wanting to know what's the difference between the David Sling, 
and the Iron and, uh, Dome. Mm -hmm. These are uh, interceptor rockets that can uh, take out uh, more uh, long-range missiles. So that being used to defend Israel as well. But yes, some hairy moments today. Um, uh, I know there's footage circulating or an image circulating of an interception very close to an aeroplane. Uh, mm -hmm. There were rockets fired towards Palmachim Modi in the airport area and the uh, uh, Iron Dome intercepted that. Uh, Israel Airport Authority said they gave the instruction for flights to, to keep circling before landing. However, as of about two and a half hours ago, uh, I, the airport authority have said that it's, it's absolutely safe for all flights to land. Okay. And uh, it has been, yeah, quite a, quite a hairy day. I'm sure you've all seen the images of people running for shelters. Yes. Uh, having to duck on the side of the road. Beachgoers running off the beach to to seek shelter. I was driving home and I was <laughs> I was watching the interceptions uh, in front of my uh, of my car, having to think uh, at any moment I have to jump out and take cover. <laughs> Roline, so yeah, this sounds like a, I don't mean it as such, but it's really sounding like a, like an action-packed movie right now. Well, from, well, from well, from the visuals that I've been seeing up till up till now. Um, so you say now you're in the bunker, you're waiting. So is there is there so much of a lull at the moment going on before uh, calm before the storm, which we don't really want? Well, the, the, funny enough, this morning people were very very trepidatious because we know exactly who we're dealing mm -hmm. with and we know they're going to strike at any moment. And the general feeling was, you know, the, uh, what are they going to do because uh, they haven't fired on us yet. Mm -hmm. uh, however, that broke at lunchtime. But we are expecting that tonight could be a pretty rough night for many of us. Uh, there have been reports that Palestinian Islamic Jihad are seeking a ceasefire, as that's as per Khan and also per Al Jazeera, who mm -hmm. have said that the Americans and the Qataris are trying to broker some kind of ceasefire. R24 News reporting that Iran is pushing Palestinian Islamic Jihad to continue with the firing of rockets. And uh, all that we've heard from Israel's side is uh, no confirmation that Israel is in any talks for ceasefire. In fact, earlier today, our defense minister, Yoav Galant, um, actually uh, asked to expand the um, the staging area and last night the prime minister addressed the nation he reiterated why Israel has embarked on Operation Shield and Arrow and I'm going to read to you a little bit uh, uh, from his speech he says as always Israel tried to minima uh, minimize civilian casualties in the state of Israel regrets any harm caused to combatants this is following news reports that 10 civilians including four children in the Gaza Strip were killed uh, he says the difference between Israel and our enemies is that we make every effort to keep the enemy civilian population out of harm's way while our enemies make every effort to deliberately target our civilians we mourn the loss of innocent lives. They celebrate the loss of innocent life. Every civilized country in the world should never forget the profound moral difference between Israel, a country that values life, and terrorist organizations that glorify death. Israel's policy is clear. Those who seek to harm Israel will be harmed. Those who kill our civilians 
will pay a heavy price. Those who fire on our cities will be held responsible for their actions. It may take time, but ultimately Israel will reach these terrorists. Our policy is clear and our message to the terrorists is also clear. You can run, you can hide, but in the end, Israel will get you. Well, Rolene, let's just hope that peace efforts, as you mentioned earlier on, that they do prevail. And, uh, yeah, peace negotiations, call it what you may, because I think that is where we want to go now. We, we, we certainly don't need these hostilities to carry on the way they're going. As I said, watching those visuals earlier on, wow. What? Okay, so let's just put that aside for now. Let's hope we're talking a different story tomorrow. Rolene, um, let's uh, tone down things a bit and, uh, well, let's, uh, rather let's lighten up a little bit with the president of Kenya who's visiting Israel. Tell us about this visit. Yes, so President William Ruto, is the president of Kenya, is in Israel at the moment. Yesterday he met with Prime Minister Netanyahu, and what was very interesting is he went to the Kotel Hawaii Wall to pray, right. and uh, while Nairobi doesn't recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, he himself referred to Jerusalem as the capital of the state of Israel. So very, very interesting development. And, you know, as you and I have often reported, Mm -hmm. the bilateral ties between Israel and Africa are growing significantly Mm -hmm. stronger. Indeed. Let's just uh, hope that, uh, well, that that signs of maybe they're a future signatory to the Abrahamic Abrahamic Accords. Uh, Time will tell, won't it, Rolin? We can only hope. But okay, so we do we do have uh, good bilateral uh, relations. So Mm -hmm. uh, while they might not be Abrahamic brothers and sisters, they certainly are uh, good. I meant along those lines, but of course, yeah. Let's just hope uh, more people make friends with Israel very quickly. Eurovision hopeful, uh, feel good story. Noah Creel makes the final. Your take on that? Noah Kirill slated like a unicorn last night at Eurovision in Liverpool. It was a really, really stellar performance. Everybody was blown away. And if you have access to the voting, you might be listening from countries around the world where you can vote. Vote for our magnificent Israeli unicorn, Noah Kirill, and may she slay it at the finals and bring Eurovision, the festival of cheesy music, however, with the exception <laughs> of ours, back to Israel. And indeed, uh, Rolene, watching that link you posted earlier on, she said, I think she's got the firepower to do it and wishing Noah Carroll all the best in the final of Eurovision 2023. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Great always chatting to you and thank you so much uh, for updating us on what's happening uh, right there at the moment in Israel. And please do take care and uh, stay safe.